It is good to be with you this morning. I um, was not here last week. I was off elk hunting, and I appreciate all of those who reminded me to take my bow with me as I went hunting. In fact, my dear sweet wife, the last text that she sent me was, don't forget your bow. So everybody's so very helpful, and I do appreciate that. Uh, Before we get started, I was handed a, a note as I came up here, and we need to take a moment and stop and pray about this. Um, Shane Brown suffered a major stroke yesterday. Shane is Pat and Audie's brother and our brother in Christ. Um, A blood clot was removed from the base of his brain. He is in ICU at UNMH right now and no visitors at this time. Let's pray for Shane. Father, we enter into your presence, Father, knowing that you hear our prayers, Father, knowing that you care deeply about us, and Father, we know that you care deeply about our brother Shane. And Father, we approach you with confidence because we know you are the God who heals, the God who comforts, the God who brings peace. And Father, that's what we ask for right now. We ask for healing. And we ask for comfort and we ask for peace. Father, we ask that you work in mighty ways to bring healing to Shane. And that, Father, that your name will be glorified as a result of what happens as he is healed. And, Father, we pray this through the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. So last week, Curtis um, filled in very ably for me. I want to thank Curtis for that. If you haven't yet listened to Curtis's sermon, you need to do so. You can go to our website and you can find the podcast on there and listen to Curtis as he talked to us about donut holes. Um, I really kind of fully expected there to be donut holes here this morning. And Curtis, you kind of missed that opportunity, especially since I'm going to be talking about fasting in our Bible class today. I thought that would be appropriate to have donut holes. In fact, I asked Kathy if maybe we shouldn't run by, you know, Dunkin' Donuts on the way in and just bring a bunch of donuts into class just to tempt people as we were going to talk about fasting. But, but Curtis did a great job, so by all means, take a moment. And, well, Curtis, he doesn't speak real long, so it's really not that long, big of an investment to listen to his sermon on our website, do the podcast. Also, I want to give you a Project 9K update. Project 9K, as most of you know, is our Bible reading challenge here at Netherwood Park. We have a Bible reading challenge because we believe so strongly in the power of God's Word. We believe that each and every Christian should be devoted to God's Word and should have a regular time when they are reading and studying His Word. So we have a challenge to see how many books that we can as a congregation read in one year. And so far in 2017, we have read 3,864 books of the Bible. So good job. Keep reading, keep reporting, and we'll continue to see that number grow. Uh, At the beginning of November, we'll start a a sprint to the finish, a 90-day challenge where we're going to encourage people who aren't actively engaged in regular Bible reading to commit to reading through the New Testament through the months of November and December. No, yeah, November, December, and then into January. So, no, I should start that today, shouldn't I? I'm behind time. You'll hear from me on Monday, October, November, and December. We'll start that 90-day challenge, the sprint to the finish. Also, I want you to know this about us. We are a congregation that believes in the power of prayer. We just prayed for Shane. 
we didn't do that because that seems like the thing that Christians just should do. We did that because Christians should do it because it is powerful and it is effective when Christians come together and pray fervently and boldly for people who have needs in their lives. Some of those needs seem big to us. Some of those needs may seem small to us, but all of those needs are important in God's sight. So we believe in the power of prayer, and we would like to pray for you. You'll find in front of you a green communication card. On one side it says prayer request. If you have a prayer request for you or something that's going on in your life or in the life of someone that you care about, we encourage you to fill out this prayer request card. Give us the details about what's going on. We will take those prayer request cards. We will send them out to some 400 email addresses, people who are waiting to pray for you or pray for whatever situation you're concerned about. And that will go out on Monday morning. So you can know that we will honor your prayer requests. Just fill out the card, drop it in one of our collection boxes, and we will honor your request. You can find two collection boxes at the back of the auditorium. You can also find a third one through these double doors. Something else that you need to know about us as a church is we also believe in the power of baptism. We are a baptizing church. We believe that it's in baptism that we leave behind the old self and put on the new self. We believe that it's in baptism that we join in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that it's in baptism that we receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of baptism. So if you're here and you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you haven't been baptized, we'd really love to talk to you about that. In order to have that conversation, all you need to do is turn that green card over, and on the back it says Next Steps. If you'd fill out your contact information and check the box about baptism, you can know that either I or one of the elders will contact you right away to start that discussion, to talk to you about the the beauty of baptism. Something else that we want you to know about us is we also believe in the power of the local church. We believe that God gave us the local church, that we need the local church, that every Christian should identify with a local congregation. We're much stronger together than we are apart. So if you've been attending Netherwood for a while and you haven't yet let people know that you'd like to be a part of this church, of this congregation, of this family, we'd love to talk to you about that as well. On that same green card, if you just put your contact information, check the box about identifying with Netherwood Park as your church family, one of us will contact you right away and we'll have that discussion as well. We look forward to welcoming you to our family here at Netherwood Park. Well, today we're going to start a new sermon series. This sermon series is going to be from the book of Romans. And we'll be spending a lot of weeks in the book of Romans. And they're going to be good weeks. I'm excited about those weeks that we'll spend there with Paul. But before we start this series, let's pray once again. Father, my prayer is simple. I just pray, Father, that you'll open our ears, you'll open our minds, you'll open our hearts to the words of Paul that he wrote 2,000 years ago to a group of Christians in Rome. Father, we know that those words weren't intended just for those Christians, but they were intended for us as well. And we thank you for your servant, Paul. 
And Father, we thank you for the way that he brought the good news of Jesus Christ throughout his world and continues to do so in our world today. And Father, open our ears. We pray this through the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. These are some familiar words to most of us, I think. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. That was the beginning of Mark Antony's speech in Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Listen up. Pay attention. Hear what I have to say. Lend me your ears. Well, some 1,600 years before Shakespeare put those words in the, mar- in the mouth of Mark Antony, a different author, I da- dare say a much better and more influential author, also penned some words. And he penned some words that were written to his friends, to his countrymen. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter that we know as the book of Romans. And this letter in many ways is a pretty bold move by Paul. It's a bold move by Paul because the Roman Christians that who receive his letter could easily have ignored and dismissed this letter. They could have easily concluded that Paul really didn't have the standing or the position to write such a letter to them. After all, the church in Rome was made up primarily of Gentiles, and Paul was a Jew. So he really wasn't their countryman. And Paul really isn't their friend in the way we normally think of friends. He might have been like a Facebook friend. But Paul wrote this letter to strangers. Paul didn't plant the church in Rome And even though he had long wanted to, he had never even visited the church in Rome. So Paul knew about them. He had received reports about them and he knew about their reputation. But Paul really didn't know them. And yet he writes a letter and he wants them to lend him their ears. He wants them to listen up. He wants them to pay attention. He wants them to hear what he has to say. So those Christians in Rome have to make a decision. Are they going to lend Paul their ears? Or are they going to lend a deaf ear to what he has to say? And that's really the same decision that we're faced with today, isn't it? In fact, at the beginning of every sermon, at the beginning of every sermon series, we have to decide if we are going to lend our ears to what is being said, if we're going to just turn a deaf ear to what's being said. Are we going to tune in? Are we going to tune out? And this morning, I'm not going to give you a dramatic call to tune me in as we start this series. I'm not going to do this, this friends, Netherwoodians, fellow Christians, lend me your ears. I kind of just did it because I like the way it sounds, but I'm not really wanting to do this. Because this isn't about me. This isn't about tuning me in. It's about tuning the Apostle Paul in. 
It's about lending your ears to this remarkable letter that we call the book of Romans. See, Romans is Paul's magnum opus. It's his greatest written work. It's the place where Paul most fully and completely develops and explains the good news of Jesus Christ. In fact, this book, this book of Romans, has been called the gospel according to Paul. The gospel according to Paul. Let me pause here for just a moment. Let's talk about that word gospel. The English word gospel is translated from the Greek word euangelion. Euangelion. And originally that Greek word simply was used for any type of message that you might receive. But the meaning of the word euangelion evolved over time. It became a very specific word with a very specific message. Because it was talking about a special type of message. It's talking about a victory message. You see, a messenger, a euangelios, would be dispatched from the battlefield. And he would go to the people to bring the message. He would go to the people to bring the message of good news. The message of victory to the people back home. So whenever we talk about the gospel, we're talking about a message. But we're not talking about just any message. We're talking about a special type of message. When we talk about the gospel, we're talking about a message of victory, a message of good news. It's a message from the front about the battle that has been won. And Paul, in Romans, brings a message. He brings a euangelion. This letter is his declaration of good news about a victory that's been won by Jesus Christ. Won by God through Jesus Christ. So as we dig into the book of Romans, you need to understand this isn't a how-to book. No, this is a letter. And it is a letter that's not full of advice to be followed. Instead, it's Paul's declaration of good news about what has already been done. Already been done by God through Jesus Christ. See, Romans is a very Christocentric letter. It centers on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. Romans isn't about our lives, and it isn't about our dreams, and it isn't about our hopes. Instead, it speaks about Jesus speaks about the one who transforms. The one who transforms our lives. The one who transforms our dreams. The one who transforms our hopes. And who is Paul? Well, Paul is the messenger. Paul is the euangelios. Paul is the good newser. Paul's that herald who's riding into our midst from the battlefront. He's riding into our midst with good news. He's riding into our midst to tell us the victory's been won. Jesus Christ has triumphed. Transformation is at hand. He's the messenger of good news. We love good news, don't we? We love when that 
late night phone call is about a baby being born instead of a loved one dying. We love hearing about victories instead of about defeats. So we should lend this letter our ears because it is good news. It's a victory message. It's about the triumph of Jesus Christ. It's good news. It's a message that we want to hear. But for this message to have credibility, so must its messenger. For this message to capture our ears, the messenger must also have credibility. We have to believe that herald as he rides into our midst. So the question that faced the Roman Christians 2,000 years ago as this letter arrived in Rome is the same question that we face today. Are we going to lend this messenger our ears Are we going to lend this good newser, this herald of the gospel, are we going to lend Paul our ears? Are we going to tune in or are we going to tune out? And Paul anticipates that very question. So he opens his letter telling Rome and telling us why he and why his message are worth a listen. Why they're worth lending him Our ears. Let's listen to Paul as he begins his letter, Romans chapter 1, verse 1. He starts out saying, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David. And who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And through him and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from truth. And you, you are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. So this letter is to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a powerful beginning. So why should we listen to Paul? Why is Paul worth a listen Why should those Roman Christians and why should Netherwood Christians lend him their ears? And the short answer to that question is this. Paul is worth a listen because he not only talks about the gospel of Jesus Christ, he also lives out the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should lend Paul our ears because Paul is a living testimony to the power of the gospel. And he's a living testimony to the transforming power of the gospel. We said earlier that Paul wrote this letter to strangers. He wrote it to people that he only knew by reputation. And in the same way, the Roman Christians didn't know Paul either. But they certainly knew about him. See, Paul's story was well known throughout all of the churches. 
They all knew that Paul grew up as a highly educated and deeply committed Jew. They also knew that after Jesus' resurrection, Paul was enemy number one of this new church and of new Christians. They knew that after Stephen was stoned, Paul led the opposition to the church. They knew, as we read in Acts chapter 8 and verse 3, they knew that Paul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and he put them in prison. They knew that about Paul. But they also knew about Paul's dramatic transformation. The transformation from the number one enemy of the gospel to the number one evangelist of the gospel. And they knew about Paul's dramatic encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Listen to what happened to Paul on that road. It's in Acts chapter 9. It says, meanwhile, Saul, soon to be known as Paul, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The Roman Christians knew that about Paul, and they also knew that after Paul received the Holy Spirit and was baptized, that he, as we read in verse 20, he at once began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. And all those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the same man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners? To the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful, and he baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. They also knew that about Paul. And they also knew that from that beginning, that Paul never stopped preaching and never stopped living the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why should we listen to Paul? Why should we lend this messenger our ears? Well, because Paul's life and his work and everything about him revolved around and were dominated by the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, Paul's transformation was complete. Paul found a new Lord and a new master on that road to Damascus. Why lend Paul our ears? Because Paul is a slave to this gospel. Paul is a slave to the good news. He bends his will to the will of his master. Paul's a living testimony to the power of the gospel. Why lend Paul our ears? Well, as Paul tells us, we should lend him our ears because God chose Paul. God set Paul apart. 
God made Paul an apostle. We should lend Paul our ears because he was called for this very purpose. Called to be a herald of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was called by God and set apart by God to preach this gospel. So we should lend our ears because he is God's chosen messenger. See, Paul's not speaking for himself. He's speaking from God and he's speaking for God. And unlike some people who claim to speak for God, Paul isn't a hypocritical herald. Paul isn't one of those messengers that we often hear who tell really good stories about the gospel, but don't actually live out the gospel. In fact, we know that Paul willingly separated himself from anything, from anything that would stand in the way of being faithful to his calling from God. Paul separated himself from his status. Paul separated himself from his security. Paul separated himself from his safety. Paul separated himself from his family. Paul separated himself from his friends. Paul chose the gospel. Paul chose the mission of spreading the gospel over anything that would stand in his way of being faithful to his calling as a herald of the good news of Jesus Christ. So why lend Paul our ears? Because Paul has ultimate credibility. Because his life matches his message. Paul's a living testimony to the power of the gospel. We should lend Paul our ears because of the message. See, the message is all about good news of Jesus Christ. And we should lend Paul our ears because of the messenger. Paul's a messenger who's set apart by God to herald the good news. And he's a messenger whose life testifies to the power of his message. We should lend Paul our ears. But we should also lend Paul our ears because of who we are. See, in these early verses of Romans, Paul makes it clear that he really is speaking to friends. He really is speaking to his countrymen. No, Paul hasn't met the Romans face to face, and he hasn't met us face to face. But the Roman Christians and we as Christians have a bond stronger and deeper than any friendship. We have a bond with Paul that's stronger and deeper than any common nationality. You see, we all share Jesus Christ. We should lend Paul our ears because we too are living testimonies. Each and every Christian is a living testimony to the power of God's incomprehensible grace. I'm a living testimony. You're a living testimony. See, we're Paul's friends because we've been saved by the very same blood. And we're Paul's countrymen. We're Paul's countrymen because we have the same king. We're all citizens of the kingdom of God. 
So we listen. We listen because like the Roman Christians and like Paul, we've been called to belong to Jesus Christ. We have been called to be saints. And we listen because this message doesn't come from Paul. This message comes from God. This message comes from the God who loves us. We listen. We listen because like the Romans and like Paul, this isn't the first thing that we have received from God. This letter that Paul wrote isn't the first thing that we have received from God. No, we listen because we're already recipients of God's grace. We're already recipients of his peace. We listen. We listen to this written testimony from the messenger Paul because it comes from Paul, who is a living testimony to the power of the gospel. And we listen because it comes to us, who also are living testimonies to the power of God's grace. Why lend Paul your ears? Well, because there really isn't much better in life than hearing good news from your friend. Good news from your countrymen. Especially when that good news is about Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, my prayer is in the weeks to come that we will lend Paul our ears to hear your message to us about the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, help us to live lives that are ever mindful of what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for that good news. We pray this through the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. So in the weeks to come, friends, Netherwoodians, fellow Christians, lend Paul your ears, and you'll be lending God your ears. Listen. Listen because you've been called to holiness. Listen. Listen because you're going to hear words from and about the one who loves you. Listen. Listen because you have been set free by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to the gospel according to Paul. Because it's good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus who lived. Jesus Christ who died for our sins. Jesus Christ who was buried. Jesus Christ who was raised from the dead. Jesus Christ who lives again. And Jesus Christ who is coming back for his friends. For his countrymen. Yes, lend Paul your ears. And also lift up your voices. Because Jesus is coming soon. And for friends and countrymen of Paul, that is good news. Let's stand and sing about that good news. Sing.